L.I.W. The Walking Dead Review is brought to you by Walking. Even if you're dead, it's important to walk. L.I.W. The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello, citizens. Just took my last sip at the cocktail hey, there. It's gone. The can is gone, and I feel a little sadness inside. Anyway, welcome to LAW, The Walking Dead Review, episode 66. That's right. 66. Fucking crazy. Today's episode is 101. 101. Excuse me. I can't fucking speak. Uh, days gone by. By with an E for some fucking reason. It's, it's gone bye-bye. He's being real clever here. That's what the comic's called. The first one. We, we get it. It's a little tie into the comic. We get it. We understand. I'm Phoenix West. How are you doing? How's everybody doing? So I decided, um, I don't care how you're doing, apparently. I didn't even wait for a response. I, I didn't that you're going to, like, with your earphones in, just be like, I'm good. Oh, wait, he cut me off. What a dick. What a goddamn dick. I can't even take my shit and say hello to him in peace. What a dick. He just kept talking. He's just still talking. He's not even letting me speak. So I was sitting around, and I'm like, oh, the new season is taking so long. Once a week. I'm used to doing the... Like the last season, I did this. I did. Oh my god! I did so much. I did Fear the Walking. This is just 2015. I'm talking about. I did Fear the Walking Dead season one, and then I did season six of The Walking Dead. And I was reading the comic at the same time, so I was just going back and forth, back and forth between those those well two things at once, because The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead aren't on at the same time. But the point is, I had a lot to chew through, and I'm like, this time I still have the hardcover book 13 to get through, which is two more chapters, but that is only two episodes. And I'm like, hey, I started doing the review show at at season six. So I've got five seasons of untapped shows. I've got five seasons. So why not go back and go through them? I've always planned on doing it. In a dream world, I would have started at season one had I known what podcasts were in 2010. But I had no idea. It wasn't until my back surgery in 2012 when I was like laying around, literally laying around for for life. That was my life. That was my, my day in, day out. And uh, open a can here. Hope it's not too loud on mic. And I'm going to continue speaking over that. I was just making small talk until I, the noise isn't so loud. Anyway, the um, so right now I guess where we are is episode six oh four or seven oh four. Excuse me, just aired. Um, it's called Service. I haven't watched it yet. It literally just came out. I usually watch them within the next couple of days after the episode and then drop it late because I am not an after show show. That's not me. That's not what I do. That's not my style. I am not punctual at all. I have so many other things going on. The fact that I do this is a service to humanity. So go ahead and not really. I don't really. I don't really have that. Uh, that high of um, expectations for the show that people are like, "Wow, he's really." I don't know anybody's listening. That's fine, and I, I, I'm fine with it that way. Not that I like it that way. I don't like it that way. But that's where we are with the show. Seven oh four just aired. And I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go back. I'm just gonna go back to, to episode one, because I've seen this. I've seen from season one until season five twice now, twice all the way through. So I was like, okay, let's just do this one more time because I'm having a difficulty remembering seasons, kind of. Because after the prison, I know that they uh, they go to Alexandria, but what happens in between then? I don't remember. Are they really at the prison for two full fucking seasons? Is one season just them wandering after the prison? Because it, it seems like season two is the prison. Season you know, excuse me, season two is the farm. Season three is the prison. And then what the fuck is season four? Because at five, they're on Alexandria. 
And then six is the, the wall falling at Alexandria. What the fuck is season five then? Or six or four? What the fuck ever? Oh, my God. I'm all over the place. It's not like American Horror Story where you can pinpoint, like, this is what this season's about. Even The Wire, you can pinpoint what the seasons are about because they're all vastly different. Maintaining the same plot, or same characters, I should say, but the the shows, the seasons are separate, and they're very, very distinct. Not so much on this show. Not so much on The Walking Dead, where it's just them wandering. And I get that. But in the comic, you know where you are. If Like, my girlfriend's reading through them right now, and she's like, I'm at where I go. I don't say what book are you on. I do say what book are you on. Then I go, okay, which where are they? And she'll go, oh, they're at, they just eat, killed the cannibals. I go, okay, that's where, the, she's like, yeah, they're at the church. Or they're at the, the prison still. And I'm like, I know exactly where you are in the series, like linearly. I know, I know where you are. And on the show, not so much. You don't really get a sense because they just, because there's sections of where they're just wandering or someone's wandering, and that's what you're watching, but you're not watching the group. And it's, it feels like it's so sporadic and all over the place that I don't really get a grip on where the fuck they are at any given moment. Anyway, so this, I'm just going to start doing the, we'll, we'll see how this goes here. I don't really know. So I, I, I was watching, I was like, I want to see how this goes, see how, how it looks, you know, looking back, knowing where they end up. Uh, everyone looks younger, obviously, it's not a surprise, really. Um, Rick looks like a human being, not just a dirt factory he he looks like a kept man and when you eventually do see um, daryl he looks like a human being and not just like a greasy rag he looks good back then and then women are like oh he's got the long hair he's sexy now like i okay he's disgusting look at he looks like he's made of grease he looks like he would catch a fire if you if you held a lighter next to him too long if he sits out in the sun too long he might actually catch on fire i don't know and i don't know what would put him out to be honest i don't know if anything would i really need to get to the plot of this episode don't i so we see the sheriff walking we don't know who he is uh, yet obviously <laughs> we do so he's he's walking uh, it's rick just so you know it's it's totally rick he stops his cruiser next to two cars they're overturned he starts looking around. He's got a. He's looking for gas, which he goes on a hill and you see that it's a gas thing. And he looks down. He's going around. There's lots of cars crashed. It's fucking everywhere. It's chaos. You start to realize this is like, oh, this is just what it is. It's we're already thrust into this world. Um, he looks down. He drops. I don't remember. He drops something. And he looks down below his car. This little girl walks by and she bends over, picks up a stuffed animal, and then she starts starts uh, walking away. And he walks around the car. I almost said core. He walks around the fucking core, and then he's like, oh, God, little girl, you got to come with me. Come on, where's your daddy? Oh, God. And she turns around and starts running at him, and he just shoots her in the fucking face, and that's how, they sh- that's how the show opens, and it's like, do 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 and the little violins and shit, and I'm like, oh, my dear God, he shoots a little girl in the face. They're really, really going, hey, we're not fucking around on this show at all. Watch this show. We don't fuck around. We shoot children in the face in our opening pilot, in the opening scene. The second person you see in this show, we shoot in the goddamn face. And you know what? Here's the twist. Here's the curveball. It's a six-year-old girl. There you go. There's this show. That's what The Walking Dead is. Stay fucking tuned. Right, America? All right. So it's, it's little, then it goes back in time. Uh, um, they're eating burgers, him and Shane. Um, there's a clever little bit, little reference that you, that well, looking back, this is kind of why I'm interested to see the stuff they hint at. It's the small stuff that I'm looking for this time around. They're sitting there in the truck. I don't look up. First of all, let me just say I don't look up 
10 facts about The Walking Dead you didn't know. The inside scoop. I don't give a shit. I don't read into this shit. I just watch and then I, you know, memorize, not memorize, I remember things. Or, and then I, you know, I forget them down the line, which I've been very prone to in this show, forgetting major plot lines and characters. That's kind of why I want to go back and rewatch them. Um, but they're eating the burgers. Um, Rick's burger is sitting there open. You see on Shane's side of the car, his fries are there. His burger's gone, though. And then he dips his French fry. His French fry, not French fry. He dips his French fry in the Rick's ketchup. And I was like, oh. And they're talking about women during this. He's like, I tell a woman what the hell to do. And then Rick's like, you can't do that. Come on. And then but he dips it in his ketchup. And I'm like, oh, that is, that is a major clue. Major clue for what's going on with um, Shane and Lori later on. I like that stuff. I like that small stuff that they do because it doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's just it seems natural because they're just eating a burger and fries. No big deal. You don't think about it. Then you watch it. You're like, oh, ha ha. Little funny joke for people who are watching for the multiple multiple view throughs or watch throughs or the hell you want to call it. Anyway, uh, Rick reveals he's having problems with Lori. She's not really talking to him, and he says everything he does makes her mad. I'm like, is she cheating on him with Shane? Oh, no. And, but not really. I don't really think. In the long run, I don't think she is. I really don't. I feel comfortable being able to speak about this show later down the road. Because if you're if you're listening to this, you've listened to the show. to the Or you've watched the rest of the series. If you're just starting out and you're listening to this, you're going to have a rough time with spoilers. I am very sorry. <sighs> How do I want to approach this? You won't remember by the time you get there with the spoiler shit. So just go ahead and keep listening because you're a hero. American heroes listen to this show. That's right. I'm not going to say only American heroes, but I guarantee one American hero listens to this show. And he's like, or he, she, excuse me, he or she are like, yep, he nailed it. Yeah, This American hero thinks that guy nailed it. Another American hero. That's right. I mean, you know, it takes a hero to, to describe a TV show. In a, in a dork fashion into a microphone alone at, you know, 1239 at night drinking a Tecate. That's that's the kind of man I am, you know. That's the kind of man I'm willing to be. So these birds are pecking out this dead cat um, while Shane and Rick are on the way to a shootout. They lay out the spike strip. And I was think I was, this whole scene is like just them setting up ready to shoot this or waiting for this car to show up who did like a robbery. And it's just it's just them setting up and waiting and sitting there. And I'm like, in the shots, I love the sh- all the camera angles. The cinematography is amazing. And I'm sitting there going, wow, I'm like really invested into this already. And they're not showing anything. It's just the cinematography that got me into this. And I was like, I looked into it. And I'm like, oh, Frank Darabont actually directed this episode. I had no idea. I thought he just, I mean, I, if, I, if you gave me one guess, I would have guessed him. But. I wasn't thinking about it at the time. I wasn't thinking about it beforehand. I wasn't aware of it beforehand. But I, I knew he was a producer, but I thought he just produced. And I assumed he directed an episode down the line, not not episode one right off the gate. It makes sense when you know when I thought about it, but I was like, that explains it. That explains why this show works. That explains so much why this show, this episode is so... Nothing happens in this episode, really. Just spoiler alert. It's just, but it's still really interesting to watch because Frank Darabont knows what the fuck he's doing. He's one of my favorite directors. The dude knows how to make something, and that's it. Really shows in this episode because not a lot happens. Like I said, it's just mostly Rick wandering around, and it works. It fucking works, and it shouldn't. It really just should. It has no business working, but it totally does. 
Anyway, this car flips over, hits the spike strips, flips over, and it flips and flips and flips and flips. And I'm like, fucking everyone's dead in that car, right? Those those guys are just, their brains are mush now because they've just been, you know, ping-ponged back and forth like against their fucking skull. Their brains are just mashed potatoes now. And, it's, and everyone's cool. They just get out. They get out of the car after a few seconds, and then Rick's walking up to them. They're fine enough to shoot. Rick... They keep shooting back, and the cops and them, the cops and them, and the cops are missing, even though there's, like, eight cops. They're fucking missing. All the all the bullets are missing this guy, and then Rick shoots him in the shoulder. Um, the guy gets killed. Another guy gets killed. And then Rick's like, oh, thank God. Got it in the vest. Starts to take it off. Another A third guy pops out and shoots Rick in the back. It's like a fucking action movie. It felt like a lethal weapon scene. It was very strange. It was just over the top. And then that guy gets shot, and then Shane's yelling. And there's this great scene where um, Shane's looking down at him, and he's like, "It's gonna be okay, buddy. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna, dude." It's like this first-person POV from Rick's point of view, so it's kind of like jumpy. It's all foggy and stuff, and it's like, "Dude, you're gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine, Rick. I mean, you you got shot. No big deal. You're gonna be fine." God, this guy's a fucking. My partner's gonna die. He's gonna die. God damn it! My partner's dying. What's wrong with you? You're gonna be fine, buddy. Come on, seriously. Don't even think about it. I. What are the odds? Uh, it's just a gunshot wound. The gunshot wounds are not a big deal. What's a big deal? God damn it! Get back up over here. He's just. The opposite of everything he's saying to Rick, he's just screaming to the other guys. It's very, very funny to me because this is the stuff I pay attention to. I feel like I have to whisper because my girlfriend is sleeping in the other room and I feel like I'm just going to be like a, a maniac at you know, almost one in the morning. So that's why that sounded weird. So there you go. Shane visits visits uh, Rick in the hospital and then he's uh, Rick's finally like, those are nice flowers. Are you taking from this? Blah, blah, blah. And he looks over, and the flowers are dead. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, starts to move around. He's disoriented. He falls out of the hospital bed. He looks around outside. The hospital is abandoned. And it's it's very dirty. It's very untidy, this hospital. It's just lots of litter. Lots of, like, like obviously hospital equipment, but, like, like, towels and bed sheets and gurneys and shit knocked over. And he looks around, and he sees... Um, Oh, he's wearing like an Edward Norton outfit, pretty much. Edward Norton loves to get in his boxers and a and a a wife beater shirt, and then walk around or running around, run around outside. He's wearing like a robe. He uh, he looks in this hallway, sees a dead girl flickering beneath this light. It's this fucking amazing little shot with this weird looking zombie. Everything looks like a matte painting in this. When it, when they save money, it looks like everything looks like a matte painting, especially the opening of episode two. It's coming down from above, and it's like this weird. Wayward Pines opening thing where it looks like people made it in their house. Like the stuff I do for Americant, it looks like that shit with the cars and episode whatever, whatever for traffic. The point is it looks like that shit. It's, it's so much fun. I love that sort of stuff. And it's got this weird vibe to it. And it makes you feel like, ugh, I don't like looking at it. It makes you a visceral, very visceral reaction to it. Anyway, he um, there's bullet holes over the walls. There's blood everywhere. And then he sees a door that says, don't open, dead inside. But it... You know, it's written in that weird stack thing where it could actually say "Don't, don't dead open inside." You know, because it's "Don't" is above open, and then "Dead" is above inside, and they're next to each other, and it's very so. "Don't dead open inside." So I should go in there, and it makes me like go. Oh, I should. Are they? No, I'm probably reading this wrong, and I have to go back and like read because if we read left to right. Why the fuck are you writing top to bottom and then? Right next to that, running top to bottom. What the fuck are you doing with your life that, that has brought you to this weird top to bottom, top to bottom thing? We read, in this country, 
in this country, in Trump's America, we read left to right. Go ahead, and then we read down, like down a page. So go ahead and write that way from now on, people. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick. It technically should say, don't dead open inside. So fuck you. I don't know what that means. That doesn't mean anything to me. I shouldn't have to go, oh, I'm dumb. I'm reading it wrong. No, you wrote it wrong. That's right. That's right, America. I fucking said it. Learn how to write. That's it. It's very simple. It's very confusing. It can't just be me, right? It's not just me. If it is just me, you're still doing it wrong. Like, you just are. I'm sorry. You are. And I, maybe I need to learn how to read wrong better. I'm sorry. So I, I, part of this is on me, I guess. And that's fine. Very different meanings, though. I don't, I don't know what the second meaning is, though. So he goes outside. There's a bunch of bodies tied up in sheets. And right over the hill, he walks, like, up a little grass little hill. Like a little, little, little grassy knoll. And um, there's a military base. And I was like, they just didn't check on Rick. They just didn't, didn't care. They, the place is evacuated, very tidy outside with the zombies all in sheets and tied, tied up. But they just left Rick in there. They're just like, eh, let that guy go. See what happens. He might be, he might be a main character of a, of a TV show here soon. Let's go ahead and leave him here. Just see what happens. Just for shits and giggles, right? Let's just go ahead and leave him. He uh, goes, he, you know, he runs away. He goes and grabs a bike. And then half of a zombie starts crawling after him. He freaks out. And it's this weird thing where it's like a like a Sergio Leone movie, or like a Good and Bad, the Ugly, where they dubbed over the vocals for the for the actress because she's going... <laughs> and it sounds a little too tin canny, a little too, uh, little too perfect, where none of us drowned out thanks to the... You know, the atmosphere and just, just being outside, pretty much. It sounds like she's in a an amazing recording studio. If you were going just for Foley and you're like, I want a zombie sound to be crisp and clear, this is what you would go for. But if I was like, oh, this is too crisp and clean. It sounds like she's inside of a recording studio. It doesn't sound like um, like a zombie outside at all, at all, not even a little. Very weird. So he goes out, he runs to his house, he gets off the bike, or he's on the bike, technically. He um, starts freaking the fuck out because he can't find his family. He, you know, goes outside. There's a slow-walking zombie in the road. It's walking toward him. It's in a couple, it's like, I don't know. I don't know meters. I don't know uh, yards. I'm not very good with that shit. He, he's a, it would take you about, I don't know, 30 seconds to run over there. How about that? How about that? A grown man to run. He, um... He's uh he turns around he gets hit in the head with a shovel and then he wakes up, or excuse me and then the gr- the grown man walks up, and shoots the zombie. He the, a kid hits him in the head with a shovel. Jesus Christ! I cannot describe this. I cannot read my notes. Um, he, I wrote these at two in the morning the other day when I was watching the episode, and he he wakes up and in, in, in the the next day and then the guy's changing his wounds or changing his bandages and he's like, hey, what kind of wound do you got? And um. They don't. He doesn't answer. He, oh, that, that, when he got hit with a shovel, he passed out. They didn't really answer. The next day, he answers. He's like, "I got, I got a gunshot. I got, I got a, I got shot. I'm, I'm a thug, straight up G boy. You have no idea. I, I don't know if he should start talking shit at this point. Just like, yep, been shot. I'm gonna write an album about it. It's gonna be number one. Number one. Oh shit, there's no recording studios or anything. Nobody's listening to music. <sighs> there's no billboards. Fuck. What am I gonna do? Shit, my rap career is over. That's right. I went rap because of gunshot. That's right. I went there. Uh, so, really, he's tied up. Okay, so he's tied up in Morgan's bed. We don't know it's Morgan yet. I'm just gonna go and spoil that. He um he has no fever, so Morgan's like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and tie you. And I'm like, there's so much less 
trust later in the, on in the show. He's just like, yep, no fever. You're done. I'll untie you. And like later on, Morgan holds a guy because he might do something, but he also might not. And he's just like holds him there in a room for like a fucking season of a show. Half a season. Where the fuck it is. It's way too long. Way too long. Zero trust later on because humans are the worst. He um he has dinner with them later on, and there's lots of explanation of why they're all there. I don't fucking care. Morgan calls them walkers, and we're stuck with the word walkers. I'm fine with that. This is where it all comes from. Um, Morgan's son is named Dwayne, and they had bets on why Rick was shot. They both said, like, bank robber or some shit like that. I'm like, who the fuck's a bank robber not this day and age? Like, why the fuck would he be? Looking, looking at him... I would I would just assume cop over bank robber because look at him. Why would you assume bank robber? Holy shit. Why would you ever assume bank robber? Nobody bank robs anymore. And if they do, you probably can tell. I'm just there's there's way more reasons to be shot than just robbing a bank. I, I don't I I can't even fathom why that would be on their not even on their list or not even number 1, just on the list at all. Is this very very confusing to me. So the um they hear a car alarm and they they run around and they're like, oh god, and then they see the they're looking outside and they see the the wife slash mom whatever. Um, she she wanders by the window or outside. She just go up on the porch, and I was like, she seems very aware. It's like the little girl before the little girl in the beginning that picked up her teddy bear before Rick shot her in the goddamn face in the forehead. I was like, they seem very, very aware in this in this reality in this show that very early on. They seem like they they can pick up st- like she picked up a fucking toy and they kept walking with it like it, and it was clearly hers. She's just like, yep, here we go. And if it wasn't hers, it's still just as weird. I guess ownership at this point doesn't really matter to the overall idea of what I'm saying. But I'm going to go ahead and focus on the ownership for no reason because that's how I work. No, I just don't understand why they they quickly abandon this. As like them knowing things, retaining anything that makes them them. They even go so far as to say in episode six, yeah, you're you're gone. Once your brain dies, dead, you know, dead dies. Once your brain is dead and you come back and you literally watch this on a screen, he goes, but the part that makes you, you doesn't come back. So why the fuck is she hanging around where her kid was and her husband and blah, 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 blah. None of that makes any sense now. When you watch episode six, you're like, oh, these two don't make any sense. So I, I think they went, oh, we can't do that, can we? Because we just wrote this. Ah. So they don't really see that anymore. You just don't. It's, it, it, they do just these two, as far as I noticed so far. I've watched, I just watched the whole first season. These are the only two I noticed that really seem to have any sort of um, semblance of who they were. There's, other than that, there's just no. Um, there's nothing there. It's just a walking corpse looking for other, you know, warm, fleshy goo and shit. But it was very strange. The, um, oh, um, the next morning they go outside and Rick's like, are you sure they're dead? Just like, be sure. Like, I want to, I have to beat him in the fucking head. I want to make sure I need you to tell me yes, before I go over this man and beat the shit out of him. And there's one zombie just like conveniently waiting outside on the curb. Just like, a, it was like, a, it felt like a video game training level where he's like, I'm going to wait here. Then the second you, you go out, I'm the easy prey. Oh no. And it's like, he wasn't programmed to even be able to hurt you. You can, he can basically just keep walking at you and pushing you against the wall and you can't get hurt by him. And then Rick beats the shit out of him, but he's, you know, he's all hurt and shit. Cause he got a gunshot wound. 
he tires himself out and he beats the zombie to death. And it's like, what the feel? It was the whole thing felt very stagey. It was very weird. It was like the, the zombie sat down the rest. He just he got tired. We'll, we'll tuck it out. The walker was tired. He was tired. Even though he doesn't have a, a brain that operates to let him know that he's tired. That's kind of the whole idea. He's just, was he, was he laying down for? Was he, was he tired? Was he, was he playing possum? Was he, no, wait, well, he can't, he can't play possum because, because zombie. Was it a human pretending to be a zombie? Some sort of weird uh, fetish thing? Why the fuck else? Why would he, why was he sitting there? It made no sense to me. I couldn't figure that out. None of, when you really think deep down, none of it makes any sense. Most of the shit on the show, obviously zombies don't even make any sense because they're like, ah, I'm breathing. But it's like, motherfucker, you got holes through your lungs. Some of them are shot. You're like, you're missing organs. The one of them is half a person, half a girl crawling around outside. There's nothing left. There's no organs inside. How are you making any sort of noise? You need oxygen in your in your lungs to fill and go to your throat and all that shit. You need you need the oxygen to operate any sort of noise out of your mouth. How are you going? How are you doing that when you physically cannot do that? The physics and the just like just the oxygen. Oxygen is a very very important thing. And if your brain doesn't get oxygen, it's not going to operate at all. Whatever. It doesn't make any sense. I. I don't want to get into the science of it. Not that I could really. It's just, even on a basic level, it doesn't make any sense. But what the fuck ever. Zombies coming back from the dead. And that's as far as I need to know. I don't really care beyond that. None of us care beyond that because it doesn't make sense at all. Not even a little. Not even in the Atlanta heat. Holy shit, their flesh would rot off their bodies so quickly. So quickly. The flies would be everywhere. Oh my God. They would be picked clean by birds and shit. It would be, it would be a nightmare. The, the birds... Birds are like most things that are gross. If there's more food than they can handle, they breed like a motherfucker. They fucking animals go crazy over this shit. If there's way too much food, and if they, especially if they like really eat rotting shit, there are going to be so many things to eat it. Now, this is going to, the population for that shit is going to go out of control, and there would be no more zombies left. It would just catch right up really quickly, actually. But what the fuck ever? What are we doing? No animals ever attacked them in the show. Not once. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead, a, a dog attacks one of them, but then he's quickly eaten. Whatever. I'm having real problems with this microphone right now. It keeps going. like zzz, zzz. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it. We'll figure it out later. So they set up the CDCs in Atlanta through some conversation, and you're like, ah, oh, that's probably where they're going to go when you're watching it. And sure, shit, they do. Spoiler alert. Um, they go to the, pre- to the, uh, precinct to get a bunch of guns and shit. They take showers and he gives, they take showers and it's very strange. All three of them in a shower. I don't know. They get, they get the guns. He gives Morgan a car and he gives him some, some more guns. And then he gives him a walkie talkie and he's like, turn it on every day at, at noon or whatever, or, or sun, sun up. I don't know what the fuck he says. I'll be on, I'll be on this walkie talkie every day. At dawn, I think it's what he says. Like, I don't want to commit myself to waking up that early. It's like I'll be on this every day. No, you're gonna tell me when you're gonna be on. No, no, no. That's it. That's my commitment. I'll be on this every day. It's up to you to find out when the fuck that is because it will not be consistent. If you listen to the show, you notice it does not drop in a consistent fashion. I got too much shit going on, especially in these zombie apocalypse. I got way too much shit going on. I have to survive. I have to go get water. 
I mean, I don't have to like bathe and shit anymore. That's kind of a relief. I don't want to like, not that I have a problem with bathing, but like, oh my God, I'm not going to do that in this world. Why would just the, uh, the water wastage is just way too much at this point. So I'm just going to go ahead and like really scavenge for food. The radio might come into play every once in a while. Uh, probably once a day. I'm only saying probably once a day because yeah, shit's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to work that way. And he's like, well, I'll see you. I'll see you, Morgan. And he looks down at Dwayne. He's like, I'll be seeing you, Dwayne. I'm like, nope, you fucking won't. You will not see Dwayne again, ever. Spoiler alert. Again, don't care. So Rick looks over. There's one of his fellow officers there. He has to go shoot him in the fucking head. And then it was the guy that wanted to be on TV earlier during the shootout. I didn't fucking care. It didn't matter. I, did, I make a list of characters when they're introduced and when they die. And I didn't even bother writing this guy's name down because fuck that guy. I don't care. The um, the zombie, though, when he gets shot in the head, the officer, he gets shot in the head through the fence, goes way back, and then he holds onto the fence and doesn't let go. And I'm like, this, this zombie's got, like, really good grip strength with the fence. He just, like, holds onto it and falls down slowly. And I'm like, god damn. I'm like, you know, good lower arm strength if you're a fan of Shitty Movie Showdown um, on, on LIW Studios' YouTube page. We t- there's an episode, the Halloween 3 episode, I believe it's episode 3 of Shitty Movie Showdown. We talk about the lower arm strength, and it's very important. And uh, this, this zombie's really showing it off, you know? He's really showing off his lower arm strength. Um, so Rick wanders around in this field. Um, while you know, He's just wandering around looking. You know what the fuck he's looking for at this point. Um, Morgan goes upstairs. He starts looking at a bunch of pictures and then most of them are like the actresses that plays his wife the actresses like headshots in order to get this job he's just looking through her portfolio basically and um it's very weird um but rick finds the zombie the half zombie pretty much that's what i call her it's the one where she, he found her earlier when he was getting the bike and this is like half a zombie the, the bottom torso it's it cuts off like belly button belly button or so the rest of it's just nothing, just missing. I mean, I love when you see the behind-the-scenes shit. This is one of the few things I've seen of behind-the-scenes is all the green screen stuff that the actress is wearing while crawling. It's awesome. Anyway, the um, where the fuck am I in my thing? Um, and Morgan is sniping out all these zombies from the roof or from the upstairs. And, you know, why would he do that? He's already worried about one gunshot and making so much noise. But now he's like, I'm going to sit here up here for a good while and shoot a bunch. Shooting a bunch of zombies. Rick shoots the half zombie. Cuts back to Morgan. He still can't shoot the shoot the wife zombie. He just can't do it. He just can't do it. Personally, I know it's easy to say now than in the moment. I don't give a shit about my family if they're zombies. I, I consider that a common courtesy. If I'm a zombie, go ahead and shoot me. I mean, it doesn't matter if you don't. I'm not going to hold it against you because I can't because my brain is dead. That's all, what we talked about before. But, you know, for if you need closure, just go ahead and shoot me. I'm not, it's fine. I'm fine with it. Although I hate to be like, it's like a paralysis patient that's like sitting there and you're like, all the walking around relatives are like, oh, that poor guy. We should kill him. And he's just sitting there going, no, no, I'm fine. But he can't speak that out loud, you know? He's just sitting there and he's just stuck in this weird limbo where he's like, no, no, I'm fine. Don't, don't. Holy shit, my fucking family's going to kill me, those motherfuckers. Oh, my God. I I should have cut him out of the will. Oh, my God. There's nothing I can do about it. And then then they kill you. Like, it could be that situation where I'm like, being a zombie's awesome. Eating brains, eating guts, looking around. Don't have to go to work. Don't give a fuck about bills. Don't think about anything. All I think about is guts and brains. All I want is those two things. Ad nauseum. I just want all of it. I want all of it at once. In fact, episode two is called Guts. Give me some of that shit. I want some fucking guts. Some human guts. 
I'll even take horse. I'll take horse guts. That's fine. I'll do what I got to do. Um, anyway, where the fuck was I? I have no idea. So Rick gets on the radio later, um, and Dale hears it. And we, I don't think they even say their names yet, but I know who the fuck they are. So I'm going to go ahead and say it because I got some inside info and being from the future and all. Yeah, and we see Dale. We see Shane. He's there with Lori and Carl. There's a girl named Amy. And we see Shane kiss Lori, all sexual-like. Like, he's going to get up in there. Like, he's been up in there. Who knows? And they show Carl. And I'm like, oh, he's so tiny. Like, that's one of the interesting things about the TV show compared to the comic is that Carl grows up in the real real life. You know, he's, he's an actor. Chandler Riggs is an actor. He grows in ages. And in the comic, you just keep drawing him as a seven-year-old or eight-year-old or the fuck he is. I don't know what age he is at the beginning. You just keep drawing him that way. And you control their fate. That's why the Simpsons are still the same age. 27 years in. They're still... Bart Simpson is still 10. It doesn't fucking matter. They just keep drawing him the exact same age. That is not the case with, with the TV show. That's why Chandler Riggs... I think he's actually older than me now in season seven. He's, he's somehow aged past me. He's. It's weird to see someone grow up. It's like a family member at that point. It's just weird. You don't. Very weird. I can't explain it. And you notice between seasons in the show, he's just like, "Whoa!" And he grew a foot and a half. What the fuck? And he's got a mustache, and he looks like he's. He just discovered masturbation between season two and three, or three or four, or what the fuck it is. And you're like, "Oh yeah, he's jerking it between between scenes for sure." He's looking at a. Uh, what the fuck is her name? I completely, I completely spaced it. What's to say, Andrea? Looking at Andrea, and he's like, "Yep, I'm gonna jerk it to her." And the, I'm gonna take a shower in my, uh, my, my, my trailer. I'm gonna jerk it thinking of her. I don't know where I'm going with this. I can't even think of names right now. So, we see all these people. They're all there. They're trying to get a hold of Rick on the radio. They can't get it across to each other. There's Rick looking around. There's a there's a scene from the Crazies where the this family suicided it. He basically suicided his family and then himself. I say suicided because it's funny, but there's a scene of this in The Crazies. There's a scene of this in pretty much every zombie thing. And um, 30 Days a Night, there's one. Anyway, he finds a horse there. He takes it, and I guess his family didn't give a shit about their horse enough to kill it. They're just like, yeah, fuck it. It's a fucking horse. We'll figure out what happens later. He takes the horse to Atlanta, which is abandoned. You get the you get the classic shot of everybody trying to leave the city and all the cars, and then this, the the lanes into the city are empty because you know when you're trying to leave a town in a hurry and the world is ending and you just seen your cousin eat your other cousin's face and then that cousin got back up and ate another cousin's face. I I don't know why you have so many cousins in one room, but he gets back up. We all know what race you are at this point, right? He gets back up and then. It continues the another cousin's face, and you're going, you know what? I'm going to leave town in a hurry, but I'm going to go ahead and really respect the traffic laws and not use the inbound lanes to the city. I'm going to, I'm going to not use those lanes as an exit because I, we really need a really big traffic jam right now instead of just a, I don't know, free-for-all in the other lanes. There's not a single, not a solitary car in the incoming lanes into the city of Atlanta. Not one fucking car. So much so that it's epic. It's so epic it made the box art for the fucking DVD of just Andrew Lincoln on a fucking horse in the middle of nothing in these lanes. It's like a Vanilla Sky or some shit. Like, just alone? There's not one car? Not one fucking person tried to leave through the inbound lane. Or maybe it worked so well that none of them got fucking stuck there. So it goes back to me saying... 
you're so concerned that you're, but you're like, I have to maintain my, some civility at this point. Sure, I just stabbed my cousin in the throat with a knife, you know, a rusty knife I found on the ground. But you know what? Gotta respect those traffic laws. Those cops work hard taking care of us, you know, even though they abandoned us and went to their family because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they at all? Obviously, they did. That's the first thing they would do, just like I did. I didn't stick around the deli. Huh? They're a curveball there. They're not, they're not Mexican. They're Greek. They own a deli. That's right. Figure it out. Stay with us. Point is, get, to, get go in the other lane. That's probably why none of them are there. They just got out, like I said. Anyway, so we, where the fuck am I? I don't know. They, Atlanta's abandoned and it's full of tanks and cars and shit. And he gets like down to the heart of the city. He sees this helicopter and he starts chasing it. And the horse is if a horse can run helicopter speeds, which is just fucking nonsense. And obviously it can't. Maybe he's trying to see where it's going. I don't know. He turns a corner around the block and suddenly he's just surrounded by zombies. Just surrounded. And the horse falls and gets eaten. He runs under a tank and he starts shooting them. And then he does this weird shot. There's this weird fucking scene where he goes bang, bang, bang. And he, he's like, I'm sorry, Lori, Carl. And puts a gun to his fucking head and goes, oh, hey, ah, and climbs up into the tank. It felt looked like somebody pulled him up there. And I was like, motherfucker, our, our main character almost shot his brains out, giving up in episode one. In episode one, the fair. Are you listening to me? He almost our main character is is such a defeatist that he just like, yep, done, bye. Oh wait, oh oh, hatch door. Okay, I'll go up that. What the fuck? That was so weird. It was like a without the impact, but it felt like the uh, scene in uh, Toy Story three where they're all like, yep, this is us holding hands. We're gonna burn to death. Oh no, we're fine. The claw got us. The, basically, the claw was the tank in this scene. Just He just goes up in there, and is, he sits next to a soldier who's also playing. He's, just, he's tired. He's tuckered out. He's taking a little zombie nap. And he's like, hey, soldier. And the soldier's like, ah, brains, motherfucker. I want your fucking brains. You know, post-haste, I want your fucking brains. And he shoots the soldier in the head, and it's like echoes and reverbs, obviously, because you're inside a goddamn tank, and it goes deaf, and it's all disorienting. You hear the beep, shit like that. And then... Um, he goes up top. Um, up top, one zombie really gets some screen time. I don't know what that note means. I don't know what that mo- note means at all. Uh, who knows? I write notes, and then they don't make sense later, so I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say there's a zombie up top when he goes up there and looks around, and there's a zombie that gets some screen time. I don't know what that means, so go ahead and figure that out for me, and I would appreciate it. And then he goes back down, and this is a radio, and then he, it's Glenn. We don't know that yet, but he calls him a dumbass, and he's like, hey, dumbass, pick up. You there? Uh, and that's how the episode ends. Good episode, first episode. I feel like I've talked way too long about it, and I apologize for that. I usually am much quicker, but I usually don't record at 1 in the morning. So my bad. I mean, I'm not going to do that anymore. So, guys, I'm going to head out now. Check out LIWstudios.com. Go to LoadingWonderland.com. Like I said, same thing. YouTube got YouTube.com. There we go. Jesus Christ. YouTube.com slash loitering in Wonderland. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel. I think we're on Satchel. Yeah, I think it's the one we're on. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. Rate and review. Check us out. I love you guys. And uh, yeah, until next time. And in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm sorry for the length of this episode. Phoenix West, where am I? Bye. So long, citizens. <laughs>